Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the I didn't need to know that, but here we are edition. Oh, no. (laughs) I sense that we are going to talk about butts, question mark. Wait. Wait. Okay. Jill actually gave me a hint this week. Yes, Um, I did. And she said that what we're going to talk about is in or on you. Both. Which, like, makes it even more confusing. And a, little, a little horrifying. And a lot horrifying. <laughs> Let's be real. What the hell are we talking about this week? Uh, today is in between 098. Our middle ear evolved from gills. Okay. <laughs> okay, you accept okay. that. You accept that. I accept. Uh, and new discoveries about face mites. No! <laughs> a scream... 58 seconds in. That's a new record. (laughs) Face mites? Oh, yeah. Are you shitting me? Oh, yeah. How is anything still alive on my face after all the chemicals and acid? Acid! I put on it all day long. Oh, they... uh... Are they friends? I know some bugs are friends. We'll we'll get into it. They are friends. They are friends. Well, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the uh, just already horrified Marissa Riley. That's me. <laughs> I'm thinking about my face mites. I don't know if yeah. I have them. I just assume I, I have the worst. Yeah, I'm thinking about them right now. Oh, yeah. Know. Yes. Um, imagining them, mm-hmm. naming them. Aw. Yeah. You should. And I they're... like to name my enemies. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, and they are... Throughout the body, too, so it's not just your face, but we'll get into it. Great. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It is so true. I had no idea what we were right. going to talk about even after the clue, but now that I do, I am nervous and itchy. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I could, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every part of me. You know, like when someone talks about like spiders yep. or bugs yep. or face mites mm. and your skin starts crawling, it's like that. Face mites. No, Sorry. stop it. <laughs> stop it. Have you ever seen the movie Bug? Um, oh, what was it about? Bugs? <laughs> kind of. It's yeah. about mental illness, but it's okay. Oh, wait. Yes. Yes. Is it in a hotel room? Yes. Yes. It was good. I it, remember it was being good. good. Uh, the actress who who is in it is escaping me, but at one point in like her deepest psychosis, yeah. she raises her arms above her head and yeah. says, "I am the bug queen." Oh, Jesus. And I think about it all the time. I'm like, when am I gonna hit that point? The I am the bug queen yeah. point. I think I'm like three days away. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. almost there. Keep me updated. Okay. okay. I think you'll hear it. <laughs> uh, my friends, today we're going to talk about two recent discoveries that are massive. Not the objects they focus on per se, but the revelations about these objects. Oh. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. In the first half of the show, we're going to focus on your middle ear, Great. which, get this, was 400 million years in the making, evolutionary speaking. Wow. Yeah. You know, every time you say middle ear, I imagine an ear that's in between the two. And I'm like, Aww. where is that? Is it in my <laughs> it's hair? It's right behind the third eye. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's clearly the middle of the ear, correct? Yeah, we're going to get into a little anatomy. So, It'll be fun. Oh, 
I it love it. It is a fucking journey. Fish people. We're <laughs> fish people. <laughs> That's right. We're not lizards. We're fish. That's, we're fish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. Some of us are lizards. Well, mm, we'll talk about that mm. a different time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, then in the second half of the show, uh, we'll be focusing on your face and the creatures that live on it. Uh, they've been eating and mating on our faces for so long, their bodies are evolving in a peculiar manner, to say the least. I mean, um, it sounds rude, yeah. but I also understand <laughs> we all need a place to live and mate. That's so. right. That yeah. is true. Uh, I don't want to give away too much now, okay, but okay. Certain, fair, fi- fair, fair. <laughs> certain physical features have ended up in radically different places compared to similar creepy cl- crawlies, and we'll get into it. They are they are looking weird, There's, it's, and we'll, we'll and, take a look at them, I mean, too. they're living on a face. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine you look very normal. <laughs> yes. If that's where your chosen home <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. So, uh, shall we begin with our middle ear? Absolutely. Okay, well, to do so, we have to find the outer ear, uh, which is really quite easy. Everyone, tug on an earlobe. It, you doesn't, got it. it doesn't have to be yours. <laughs> you <laughs> so, want it? Thank you. <laughs> I got your shot. <laughs> was that too hard? No, that was great. <laughs> That felt wonderful. So all that cartilage stuck to the side of your head is your outer ear. And according to the John Hopkins University website, hopkinsmedicine.org, also just shout out to them for making this the easiest anatomy site to understand. It's fucking great. Hopkinsmedicine.org. Quote, the visible portion of the outer ear collects sound waves and channels them into the ear canal where the sound is amplified. The sound waves then travel towards a flexible oval membrane at the end of the ear canal called the eardrum or tympanic membrane. Sound waves cause the eardrum to vibrate. Cool. Quote. I knew a little bit of that, but it was great to hear it in detail. Oh. All I've, I feel like I heard in elementary school was, you got an eardrum. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch it. <laughs> so the action actually doesn't stop there. Dr. Marissa, I thought you can do the honors of telling us about our star of the show, The Middle Ear, like what the fuck it's made of and what's it do? I would love to talk about it. I just wanted to mention now I'm thinking of Middle Earth every time yes, I say I Middle know. Ear. I know, that's really hard. I just thought I would give some relief to, to anyone uh, who's ever you. seen a Tolkien movie, book, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we're all thinking it. Okay, from the same site, quote, vibrations from the eardrum set the icyclist cycle... Ossicles? Ossicles. Ossicles. Set the ossicle. Oh, it's right there. She put in the notes, she put it... um, Phonetically. Phonetically, and I didn't even look. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start this again. Quote, uh, vibrations from the eardrum set the ossicles into motion. The ossicles are actually tiny bones, the smallest in the human body. The three bones are named after their shapes. Uh, The malice or hammer... uh, Incus or anvil, and stapes or stirrup. Uh, the ossicles further amplify the sound. The tiny sh- uh, stapes, the mm-hmm. tiny stapes or stirrup bone, is attached to the oval window that connects the middle ear to the inner ear. End quote. So there just tons of tiny bones yep. doing all kinds of little magic things, right. connected to all kinds of magic places. Yeah, and. Yeah, that's great. There you go. There you go. Into uh, it. My friends, each of these teeny-ass bones vibrates, passing along a sound wave, which Morris codes its way into the inner ear. It's cool. here where, you're, where you'll find, you guessed it, the cochlea, 
a snail-shaped organ. I mean, there are many jokes to be made about that, but <laughs> I will refrain. Uh-huh. So, make sure you don't want to... Cochlea uh, drugs. Ah, uh, I see. Gotcha. Well, quote, the cochlea. <laughs> the cochlea is filled with a liquid that moves in response to the vibrations from the oval window. As the fluid moves, 25,000 nerve endings are set into motion. These nerve endings transform the vibrations into electrical impulses that then travel along the eighth cranial nerve or the auditory nerve to the brain. The brain then interprets these signals and this is how we hear, end quote. That's all inside of you right now. It's happening right fucking now. Flock Mm -hmm. in each and every one of your ears. Yeah. Each and every one of them, yes. All two of them. Yeah, what a fucking journey to hear our heavenly voices. And this miracle wouldn't exist if those three bones did not form and function the way they did. So our question today is, where did they come from? Yes, okay, I'm glad that's what we're talking about because I'm like, do bones just magically appear so I can (laughs) listen to Netflix every day um, while falling asleep? (laughs) Well, Dr. Marissa, let's not bury the lead any longer. Please tell us, where the fuck did they come from? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing would make me happier. All right. From Stephen Luntz of IFL Science, quote, a study of 400 million year old fish fossils might seem like an unexpected place to learn about Uh, human anatomy, but a paper in Frontiers in Ecology and Evolution claims to do just that. The authors argue the fossils provide evidence uh, that a long-lost fish gill eventually came to form part of the modern vertebrate ear. And quote. So it sounds like they were studying some fish fossils that are gazillion years old. Fucking old. (laughs) And there were a few similarities. Uh Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's right. A gill that used to pull oxygen from water eventually converted into an organ pulling in sound waves to help land animals hear. Cool as fuck. That is cool. so cool. As fuck. Now, this gill to ear transition was a hypothesis anthropologists tossed around as an explanation for our middle ear for the last like 100 years, but no one could really prove it until right the fuck now. So... Join me, will you, at the Institute of Vertebrate Paleontology and Paleoanthropology of the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Deep breaths. I'm joining you. (laughs) Also, I just love that our bodies reuse, like, something that we stopped using. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Recycles, upcycles. I don't know what all the terms are. But yeah, they're like, well, I'm not using this to breathe. Might as well use it to listen. Oh, cool. I feel like I just explained that to a group of children. No, I mean, it's basically what happened. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. So it was here in the very long named Academy of Sciences, Professor Zeken and researchers from the Institute were looking over the fossils of 28, 438 million year old Shuyu and one 419 million year old Galecipid. Galecipid. Yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck are these things? Yeah. My God. Other than being incredibly fucking old, the best way I could describe them is to imagine a cross bet- between a stingray and a horseshoe crab. What a visual. What a visual <laughs> yes. I have in my head. It's like it's like a uterus-shaped... Yes! Walking with fish a helmet. or something. It yes. basically looks like a uterus with a helmet on. Yes! <laughs> oh! Yeah, imagine a stingray with a hard shell of a horseshoe crab on its head. And it's actually really adorable, but also it cute. sounds very alien. Yeah, yeah, it's... Sounds like it would it's come crab- out of your chest or something. <laughs> 
practically <laughs> fucking alien. And neither has a jaw. Their mouth is like a stingray's, you know, at the bottom. Yeah, the little it's really cute little mouth. Face. Yes. <laughs> However, the big difference between these two, though, is that these 438 million year old shuyus were a marine animal with a spine and bones. It was a vertebrate like you and me. Cool. This 419 million year old uh, galeaspid. I think that's how you say it. Go, anyway, yeah, galeaspid. Yeah, it's an extinct fish. Oh. Now these ancient ancient creatures actually do have something in common with each other too. In fact, they, what they share can actually also be found in today's insects, sharks, rays, and other fish. So, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what that is. What did these ancient, what did the ancient vertebrate and fish have in common? Let's fucking talk about it, man. All right. Uh, quote, these creatures have a spherical. Spherical? I think it's a spiracle. Spir- or, or it could be. I, I think it rhymes with icicle. Okay, spiracle. I like that. These creatures have a spiracle. It's a small external respiratory opening. Sounds familiar. Uh, (laughs) It resembles a pore-like structure uh, in the exoskeletons of insects and in some spiders allowing air to enter uh, the trachea. In some fishes, uh, the the spiracle is a small hole behind each eye that opens to the mouth. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. According to Stephen Lentz of IFL Science, quote, uh, sharks and rays use the spiracle to draw in water where it can be stored uh, before being expelled through the gills with oxygen captured. Uh, Fish like to hide from predators by submerging in sediment uh, have their spiracles on top so they can still access clean water. Some fish even uh, use the spiracle to breathe air in shallow water and get uh, most of their oxygen this way. End quote. There you go. They're nifty little holes. There's a nifty extra hole. What can't you do <laughs> with, holes. with this hole? Holes. Let's hear it for holes, everybody. Three, Let's, three uh, applause. Che- <laughs> Cheers for holes. Yeah. yeah. So you got them. So um, enjoy. So a tiny hole right behind the eye in some cases. Now that kind of sounds a little familiar, doesn't oh, it? Oh yes. But you may be asking, well, what's the big deal if this 438 million year old vertebrate animal had this gill thing? All right. Well, drum roll, please. My friends, we don't usually find Missy Lang. <laughs> I totally fucked up that line. It's all good. My friends, we don't usually find missing links, but this Shuyu's head, which is about the size of your thumbnail, wow, is, again, 438 million years old. It proves gill-to-ear evolution in vertebrates was right. Its oh. discovery fills in the gap of our evolutionary tale. Yes! Quote, Shuyu, thank you! <laughs> that's right! Quote, fish spiracles were eventually replaced in most, in most non-fish species as they evolved to breathe through their noses and mouths. The spiracle evolved into the ear of modern tetrapods, or all land-living vertebrates, everything with a spine, basically. It eventually became the hearing canal used for transmitting sounds to the brain via tiny inner ear bones. Oh, my God. No, this is so crazy that this, like, feature that this creature had passed along. Passed along, and now we can all hear yeah. stuff. That's exactly the end of the quote. This wow. function, this function, has remained throughout evolution to humans. End quote from the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Yeah. So if you want to thank someone, 
the person who lets you listen to Spotify every day, the person who lets you listen to HBO Max every day, the person who lets you listen to your neighbors fight every day. Thank the shoe you. Thank the shoe you. Thank the shoe you. Shoe you you. Uh, so that evolution, my friends, took about 400 million years to occur. Damn. And to, yeah, and to put that amount of time into perspective, just how long that is, Saturn's rings formed within the last 100 million years. I mean, ears are pretty great. <laughs> yes. It, you and know. Yeah, and they're older than Saturn's rings. It's That's, fucking crazy. I believe it because ears, I mean, mine are working great. <laughs> They're, they're doing it. Great job. Wonderful job. Great job. Yeah, so for you to hear this podcast, it took a bit of work. Oh, that's right. You can listen to podcasts. That's right. <laughs> I'm fine. So, after the break, speaking of a long time, one species has called our faces home for countless human generations. Gross. And because of this, their bodies are fucking weird. Ugh. Stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends... You're never truly alone. No. <laughs> Since the day you were born and up until the very end, you'll have company. Great. And <laughs> if you're not already familiar, may I introduce you to the sidekick no one asked for, Demodex folliculorum, or the face mite. Oh, no. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I should be more specific. Uh, it's a face mite that can only be found on the human face and body. Of course. Yes. Yeah, so I'll just cut to the chase and let you know they are harmless. And we will get into what the mutual benefits are of having an untold number of them on you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> but we need to talk about how their dependence on our bodies has dramatically altered their evolution to the point they're kind of looney tunes when compared to other mites in the world. I mean, that's what you get when you decide to live on a face. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. It's a face, yeah. you guys. Yeah. You could have lived anywhere. They did. Or I don't know. I, I don't know anything about them, to yeah. be honest. But Well, let's get into it, actually. Okay. So, we, now we discovered all of this thanks to Dr. Hank Brague. Uh, <laughs> and fellow researchers from, it gets better, Banger University. Oh. Just amazing. <laughs> Just round of applause for Banger. Excellent. And the National University of San Juan. Now, believe it or not, no one has ever done an in-depth analysis of these creatures that call our pores home. Probably because no one did, wanted to think about <laughs> yes, it every day. Probably. No one wanted to. There's, we already have enough problems. Yeah. But to add, like, bugs on your face. Yeah. As another problem to the list, like under taxes, you don't know. No <laughs> one fucking wants that. Except I kind of want to learn well, Dr. Hank, about it. <laughs> Dr. Hank was like, I'm doing this. So these researchers are the first to do a full DNA sequence of our ancient pal, Demodex folliculorum. Good for them. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty of what was found exactly, Dr. Marissa, please tell us a little bit about what was already known about them. You got yeah. it. All right, yeah. let's dive into some face bugs. Okay, uh, from uh, the June 21st press release at eurekaalert.org, quote, these mites are passed on during birth oh, yeah. and are carried by almost every human with numbers peaking in adults as the pores grow bigger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. They measure around 0.3 milli millimeters long. That's actually bigger than I thought. Mm. Uh, are found 
in the hair follicles on the faces and nipples, including the eyelashes, and eat the sebum naturally released by cells in pores. I love the I love that they pointed out nipples. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Eureka alert. Cool. Um <laughs> Yep. Okay, uh, continuing the quote, according to Healthline.com, sebum is an oily, waxy substance produced by your body's sebaceous glands. It coats, moisturizes, and protects your skin. It's also the main ingredient uh, in what you might think of as your body's natural oils. And just personally from Marissa, uh, it can clog your pores. Ah. Uh, they can become active at night they meaning the mites mm-hmm. um and move between follicles looking to mate there you go end quote at night baby that's right they're moving across the pore <laughs> that's right. from pore to pore yeah. to, to get into some loving some loving that's right they are getting down in the evenings uh your face is basically their studio 54. cool now like- <laughs> Now, like we said, their first ever genome sequence was performed, and boy, howdy, hold on to your butts, which, of course, probably have a few of these, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> their isolated existence and inevitable inbreeding has caused them to lose genes. Uh, ouch. A, yeah, a lot of them. Not only that, what genes they do have make them unusual in appearance. Um, Dr. Oh, my God. Yes. They're like Game of Thrones characters. Yes. Jeez, just yes. creating monsters. Uh-huh. So Dr. Alejandra Perotti, associate professor in invertebrate biology at the University of, University of Reading, who co-led the research, said in a statement, quote, we found these mites have a different arrangement of body part genes to other similar species due to them adapting to a sheltered life inside pores. These changes to their DNA have resulted in some unusual body features and behaviors, end quote. So I've gone from like being mad about the face mites living on my face to feeling kind of bad. Yeah. It's like they're in a cult yes. on my face. There you go. Being forced to inbreed because they don't have anywhere else to go. There is a cult on my face. You're a cult leader. Congratulations. We're I'm all cult so leaders. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time a cult leader ever said sorry. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, Dr. Marissa, I think we should get into it. What do you th- uh, what do you say? Let's take turns reporting what was found uh, based on our source, EurekaAlert.org. I would absolutely love to okay. dive deeper into this. All right, quote, due to their isolated existence with no exposure to external threats, no competition to infest hosts, and no encounters with other mites with different genes, genetic reduction has caused them to become extremely simple organisms. Ouch. With tiny legs powered by just three single cell muscles. They survive with the minimum repertoire of proteins, the lowest number ever seen in this and related species. Yikes. Yikes. What a burn. (laughs) This gene reduction is the reason for their nocturnal behavior too. These mites lack UV protection and have lost the gene that causes animals to be awakened by daylight. They also have, they've also right. been left, they've also been left unable to produce melatonin, a compound that makes small invertebrates active at night. However, they are able to fuel their all night mating sessions using the melatonin secreted by human skin at dusk. Okay. 
So we fuel their orgies, basically. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Continuing the quote, their unique gene arrangement also results in the mites unusual mating habits. Oh no, their reproductive organs have moved anteriorly, Mm -hmm. uh, meaning males have a penis that protrudes upwards from the front of their body, so they have to position themselves underneath the female when mating and uh, copulate as they both cling onto human hair, end quote. An image I will never unsee. (laughs) I will never unsee. I am imagining stick figures right now because I just don't really know what a mite looks like. (laughs) So I'm imagining really Uh, horrifying stick figures fucking on my hair. (laughs) Well, good news. Uh, I do have the dick pic absolutely no one asked for. Wow. um, (laughs) And uh, it's more odd than graphic. So would you like to see it? I mean, this is the first time where I'm like, I could do without, but <laughs> for the sake of the podcast and my own curiosity and science, let's science. fucking do it. Okay. And uh, this photo will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by. Uh, and... I'm sorry I'm losing it. I can't so even I... see it yet. <laughs> I want you to draw what you see in your head. I know. <laughs> I wish I had a pen and paper. I'll draw it afterwards cool. and you can post it. I'll, I'll remember it. Please. All right. So here we go. Okay. And what's circled is the uh, the penis. This is actually really close to what I pictured. Really? <laughs> so this is the top of it, right? Yeah. This is like its back or yeah. head. Okay, so imagine... these are the little arms. Oh, my God. Okay, so imagine like um, kind of like a, a, a blob. Yeah. <laughs> like a long, skinny blob. Long, skinny blob. And it's got two legs in the front, like little sticks. And then on its head is a a, a phallus, yep. a penis. It's got yeah. a dick on its forehead. It's got a dick on its there forehead. There you go. And yeah. <laughs> and then it's fucking on. It's on you. There's one on you right now. Right now. Oh, God. I'm yeah. so sorry, everyone. <laughs> so let's wrap this up with some stellar good news. Uh, prior to this study, researchers believed these mites had no anus oh. and believed they hold everything in, only releasing their poop when they die slash decay slash explode. Wait, wait, wait. This is what they thought, that they didn't have an anus. Okay. Okay. But I'm happy to report they poop like everyone else and shit on your face. And, drum roll please, (laughs) they've been unfairly blamed for many skin conditions. So, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what Dr. Hank Bragg said in a statement. What do they actually do for us? I will tell you right now. Uh, Quote, Mites have been blamed for a lot of things. The association with humans might, uh, the long association with humans might suggest that they also could have simple but uh, important beneficial roles. For example, in keeping uh, the pores in our face unplugged, end quote. So my feelings on these have changed 100%. (laughs) I love them. I love their little dickheads. I... (laughs) They can live on my face and inbreed, and I I will lead their cult there as long go. as they are cleaning my pores, go. which they're not doing very well this summer. <laughs> but yeah, maybe you need more. Uh, I need more to dickheads. recruit. Yeah, you need more dickheads. Yeah, on your face. <laughs> So, yeah, they eat the shit out of our pores, and they get to screw at night. It's a beautiful relationship. I. I'll allow it. 
<laughs> I'm okay with it. Uh, the, the end. So the thank end. you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends about what's fucking on their face every night. Yeah, uh, every night. Them, uh, and uh, tell them about the inner ear and where you heard it from right here on this podcast. The best podcast. The best and only <laughs> podcast. Uh, and please, stay interesting. Uh, please do.